0: de podcast, season 2 of our podcast dedicated to the art of storytelling. This March we are on stage, exploring the storytelling of the world of theatre and musicals, and also of all of the passion, the courage and the fearlessness that it takes to go on the stage of your own life, conquering the demons of any stage fright, to live as the protagonist of the most truthful idea that we have of ourselves. Today we are graced to be joined for our creative interview episode by a special guest that these days is literally living her life on and off stage. And this stage is the prestigious Broadway stage. She is actress and singer Kayla Zevian, who is currently part of the ensemble of Tina, the Broadway musical, where she is playing Aniket and also an understudy for the role of Tina Turner herself. Welcome Kayla. Yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Excited to be here. We're so excited (laughs) to have you with
2: us. Yes. Yes, welcome, Kayla. And we are truly honored to have you with us today. And I have so many questions that I can't wait to ask you. But first, I would like to give our audience a brief introduction of your artistic accomplishments starting from the Broadway stage. You were featured in King Kong, Waitress, and also on the TV stage on The Good Fight. You are really a star on the rise. And now, as Tommaso mentioned, you also play Tina Turner and an cat which is really an incredible role for any woman to play. And yeah. you
0: do play outstandingly, I have to say. So I'm yes, I'm you so what? grateful that the night that I went to see Tina abroad, I got to see you. Well, of course, I want to address the incredible actress who plays the lead in the musical, Edwin Warren. Yes. But it wasn't as important at all when you, as her understudy, started playing the character of Tina an icon that I feel so very close to as I grew up actually listening to uh, her music because my mom, she was my mom's icon and I have so many dear recollections of the time spent listening to Tina and witnessing the effect that her heart of a tigress and her fearless musical attitude had on my mom. She would croon uh, over her song's feeling unleashed, liberated, completely carefree, and for a mother and a wife from the south uh, of Italy in the (laughs) 70s and 80s, those were not necessarily the common feelings at all. So you play Tina so vividly, so honestly, so viscerally, it is mesmerizing to me. So I would like to start by asking you, How it feels to step into Tina's shoes? (laughs) (laughs) Started off hard, yeah. (laughs)
1: Okay. Um, Well, first of all, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, To step into Tina's shoes, it is wild. It is honestly, it can feel very terrifying. but I say it can feel terrifying because when you think about Tina, you always think about her fearlessness. Right. Like She was yeah. a woman who was not scared to like just go for it, balls to the walls. And that was with her voice. That was with her um, dancing. That was with how she spoke about things that she believed in. Like She was a woman who was just like, I'm leaving it all on the table. <laughs> um, and I think sometimes the theater industry can um, feel very... Um, it can can make you feel like you're you're playing a character because that's what you're doing. You're playing a character for the most part. So to be this legend and to have to not mimic her, but to become her. Mm -hmm. They always talk about do not mimic Tina, become Tina. Like we want you to feel her essence. So being on that stage when you first start out is like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Can I really do this? Um, um, But she gives... To be in her shoes is like it's magical. I feel like there is an essence that you feel from the moments, the like that the lights hit you, mm-hmm. that you're like, all right, Tina, I'm giving this all to you today. Right. Like she, in a way, feels not not like God, but she, in a way, feels almost just as big. Like you have to give whatever you can and just leave it there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, it gives you a sense of fearlessness to be in those shoes. You get terrified at first, right? And then honestly it's just fun. To <laughs> yeah. so be in those shoes is fun. Right. You are like you're dancing the whole time, you're singing the whole time and the audience is with you yes. the entire yes. time. It feels like a concert it the does. entire time. It
0: does. It does. So specifically I, the second I think the second half. Yes, yeah,
1: specifically the second half. It's yeah. all it's like it goes back and forth from these scenes to these concerts. Mm-hmm. But it feels like a concert the entire time you're watching right. it. So yeah. being in those shoes is like it's like, thanks, Tina. Wow. You lived. Thank you, Tina, if You listening. lived, You know? You know? It's one of those things where you're right. like, if this is my last day on Earth, like, I'm so glad I got to do that. Like, I'm glad beautiful. I got to, like, be that fearless mm-hmm. and just go for it. Mm-hmm. Wow. This
2: is you know? beautiful. I really like uh, anything that you said. And also... Tina Turner is not only a phenomenal performer, but also a groundbreaking role model for women, as you just said, and for women's emancipation and liberal thinking, a warrior queen, raising her voice against the typical male, and patriarchal society. How is it for you as a woman of our times? you know, times uh, that see now women battling all over again uh, with the same monsters. I also think about uh, the fact that the musical doesn't shy away from the portrayal of the abuse that Tina endured during uh, her years uh, with the eye turner. And also you needed to give body and voice to Tina's older years. How was that for you? Oof. Um, Yeah, that's a huge question.
1: Okay. Okay. Let me, let me think about how to answer this. So, so a woman of our times, first of all, I think it's, let me first off say, I think it is so admirable that they do not shy away from the abuse Mm -hmm. because I always say you have to know where you came from to know where you're going. Um, and she is a woman, she's like the, the purest and the biggest example of that. I think to have been in this relationship, um, with someone that you felt like you knew, yeah. um, and then it turned out to be completely different, and it honestly turned out to be... It felt like it would be detrimental to your life yeah. is one thing, but to make sure that it's not detrimental to your life, to turn a situation around and become the strongest person that you can be, is, is an—it's it's an entire... It's another thing. And like she is a person who stood up for herself in the end. She's a woman who's like, abuse, if it happens... I understand that for you what I also understand is that you can leave and that you can stand up for yourself and that you can find alternatives to help you in these Mm -hmm. situations and I think it's beautiful because so many of our women are dealing with um, even now, you said dealing with the same monsters—they're dealing with yeah. abusive men, um, other abusive women, abusive workplaces—and um, it can it can be it can try and tear you down. But to know that there are so many women that are going through the same things that you're going through, and to know that some of these women actually like took it into their own hands to say like, "I need help. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna do uh-huh. this." What are the ways that I can find to stand up for myself? It's it's like. It's the biggest thing that you can take with you on a daily on a day to day basis. It's like somebody is going through the same thing I'm going through. Who do I need to reach out to to make sure that I move on from this in a better sense that and from where I came? Yeah um, so I think she's a beautiful example of that. When I was in au- the audition process of Tina, I let me first off, I say first off say that I always get told in auditions that, I play much older than I am. So when I came into the teen audition, I was like, well, all right, I'm ready. And then my director was like, you're playing too young. <laughs> and then I was like, huh? <laughs> what do you mean too young? Um, so um, we worked with a vocal coach. Actually, I have two different vocal coaches. There's an accent coach and I have like a voice coach who coaches me with singing. Yeah. The great thing is that in terms of My singing voice, I was raised in a church, singing since I was little. Um, So I've always had a pretty strong voice for my age. I would be like 10 singing and they would be like, are you 15, 16? (laughs) So my age always went up as I got older. So that honestly, blessings. (laughs) (laughs) Blessings, because there is a certain vibrato um, and if anybody doesn't know what a vibrato is, yeah. it's when you sing and it's like ah, mm-hmm. it's the shaky part of the your shaky voice. Part. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. there is a certain vibrato that I feel like a lot of people who are raised in the church have. <laughs> the gospel yeah, that's yeah. what the yeah. gospel right. gospel kind of lends itself towards rock mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. So it's this yeah. real True. heavy vibrato the entire time, right. um, which is a trick with with the voice when you're when you're doing um an older voice Mm -hmm. and for tina Mm -hmm. if you listen to a lot of her um songs she and this is also probably just because she was from the south that she had a very um she had a certain accent when she was singing Mm -hmm. like she didn't like she didn't actually say heart it was always like art you know like she like there was just certain things that was always cut out in the midst of her voice so we learning from adrian specifically i remember asking her how do you do this right. um and she was like listen to her songs and i want you to pick out um the different vowel sounds that she makes um and the consonants that she doesn't put in there and it was one of the best pieces of advice i could have ever gotten because i was like oh it's so specific and mm-hmm. when you start to sing it it actually does make you sound older Um, Uh, And then...
0: Interesting. Yeah. yeah.
1: And with the speaking voice, um, you always talk about um, singing and stuff from your diaphragm. And it's the same thing with your speaking voice. Um, And they always talk about you want your chest out towards the audience. There is a way to stand. If you hunch your shoulders over, you actually don't seem... um, older you seem a little bit younger yeah but Mm. then if you open your chest up too much you also seem younger so there's a like there's a balance balance in between between. Mm. yeah there's a balance in between that you kind of have to hold yourself with um but there's a sense of groundedness you can't move you can't like skip around the stage too much you know (laughs) you can't move too much because then you're losing the essence of what it's like to to feel um not necessarily older in a way, but to feel stronger.
0: Commanding the stage. Yeah, commanding the Physically. stage.
1: Yeah, and that's what make that's what transcends the audience and makes you look older on stage. Because yes. when I get off stage and I come to the stage door, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that was you up there? And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, that was me, you know? Um,
0: well, that's a sensation that I felt when I saw you on stage. Because uh, you're really like, yeah it felt like you were bigger than life on stage, and also because like you have also the the TV screen that's uh, uh, in the theater, in the theater for yes. them. Yeah. So you watch the you can watch it on the TV screen specifically uh, the the concert parts. Yeah. So when you when you see that, you can really like it was like uh, watching Tina performing on stage like on a video. So it was very interesting to see that and how yeah. your body yeah worked that uh, those scenes. So actually, like you mentioned, uh, Mm -hmm. something that was part of of my question, because while I was uh, reading about your story, a little bit of your story, um, and then I was thinking about Sina, I found out there were some similarities in, in what, is, what was your, your journey as a singer because and as a performer, because yeah, as you mentioned, she comes from uh, from Tennessee, yes, well, you're yes. from, from Chicago, but right? yes. uh, you grew up in the same Christian environment, like you're, uh, if, I'm, if I'm correct, like you're the, the daughter of a pastor, right? Sure. And <laughs> so you started singing in church, like Tina started sing, singing in church, and then you developed an interest for uh, R&B music, like Tina did. Yep. And then I was also reading that uh, when you you at the beginning of your career you were kind of like um, uh, you know surprised that an African American woman could play the lead in a broader production, and then you ended up. Actually being the first yeah. African-American woman playing the lead in waitress yeah. So I want to explore this. How do you, did you mirror uh, your experience? Uh, when you thought about Tina in Tina, and what's your story if you can tell us a little bit of your story?
1: Yeah, well, I definitely when I got into Tina, I definitely mirrored um, part of my life with hers um, because mm. I think we were both raised in very hard situations with family and with growing up, being an African-American woman in the world is already hard enough. And um, she didn't have a lot of money growing up. I didn't have a lot of money growing up. So it was very much of this becoming your own hustler as you're growing up, like becoming your own person who like gets things done and figures things out. And I think the love of music touched her at a very young age, being in this church and singing. It's the first time that she felt like an awakening of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the same for me. Growing up in church, I, when I started to sing, I was like, first of all, I was like, wow, I can sing. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um, but also, it, it felt like a complete transformation, singing. It felt like I was a different person Um, in a way. I think sometimes when we speak in our normal voices, we can get very timid and very shy and very afraid. Um, But when you are a singer, the moment you start singing, all your fears and stuff go away. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that was something for her. And I think that's also why a lot of the time she, she stayed in the in the situations that she was in, it's because when she hit that stage, a lot of her problems went away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it, it's just a, it's just like the thing of theater, of like, it fills your soul to a point where it's just like, I, I was able to like, leave my life for a moment mm-hmm. and to enter into this new world. Or, I was able to change my life or somebody else's life by entering into this new world of singing right um like a sanctuary yeah like Mm -hmm. a sanctuary that's exactly Mm -hmm. what it feels like it feels like your own sanctuary so i was my story i was raised in chicago young my dad's a pastor um we were raised in a real small church um and all my brothers and sisters can sing there's four of us we can all sing but i was the only like one who like actually was like i want to be a singer you know (laughs) i think this is what i want to do (laughs) y'all and so my dad always used to call me his songbird so he used to always make me sing Mm. the solos and stuff in church um and then i remember growing up and i actually this is where me and tina are probably not alike because i grew up and i was like i don't want to sing anymore (laughs) only because i was like I feel like people only want me to sing and nobody wants to be my friend, you know, (laughs) which wasn't it at all. But for a second, I I was like, nope, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Um, So then I actually decided I wanted to be a psychologist. (laughs) I was like, yep, my maid, I'm going to be a psychologist because I love, I love giving people advice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then when I got into high school, my senior year of high school, I ended up doing this my theater teacher heard me sing because i started singing in choirs and then he was like hey he told my sister my younger sister he was like tell your sister i want her to audition for this all-state theater program which is basically where they get a bunch of students from different states and you put together this show so we put this show together called memphis and it's a musical if you haven't heard of it look it up mm-hmm. it's incredible um and when i did that i auditioned for it and i got in so it was like the first Big theater thing I'd never done in my life. Um, and it changed my life because I saw, I didn't know that you could be an African-American woman right. and be a lead. <laughs> I was so moved. I was like, this is crazy. I didn't know that you could actually do that. Just because I had never seen a person of color play a lead yet mm-hmm. in a show. And so, and this was also my first time really getting into theater too. So to see somebody up there who looked like me, I was like, "Ah, that's cool. Um, And so then I decided I don't want to do psychology anymore. I'm going to do theater. Because I also realized, I was like, theater is all about being a team player. It's about, you know, I love being in the ensemble. It's about creating this beautiful piece of magic together together yeah and you know what i'm saying and to know that you did it holding the hands of the people yeah. mm-hmm, next to you mm-hmm. um it's a yeah. whole
2: creation process. Yeah.
1: So then I, like, Google top 10 colleges that you can go to for theater because I didn't know anything about theater. And then I actually auditioned for a school that was not in that at all. My school, Ball State, whoop, whoop, chirp, chirp, um, <laughs> Muncie, Indiana, their packet came in the mail one day. And I looked down at the packet, and some my heart something in my heart was like, this is where you're supposed to be. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to follow it, and I'll yes. audition. And I got it on-spot, blessings. And then I spent four years trying to figure out how to speak in my voice, how to, you know, how to quote-unquote act, how to sing without losing my voice. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because at the time, all I knew was gospel singing, so I didn't have any training. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I left college and I went to Waitress, which was great. I literally left college booking a Broadway show, which was literally nothing but God. (laughs) Blessings. And... (laughs) In Waitress, I was in the ensemble and I also understudied the lead one of the leads there. And her name was Dawn. And I made history as the first African American woman to play uh, Dawn. Congratulations.
0: Yes. Thanks. Thanks. It's a yes. Huge and then milestone. I actually debuted
1: yes. I think I debuted as Dawn on National Theater Day. So then I was like wow. Oh, oh life turns around. Oh. Yes. It's so cool. Um, and then I went on to do King Kong and I understudied the lead there. And then I went on to do good um the good fight on tv and now i'm in tina so and it's been i've only been (laughs) in the city for two two and a half years Mm. and i'm on my third broadway show which is blessings Blessings. yeah that's all i can say (laughs) yes literally yeah
2: and actually with this answer you uh gave us already some details for my next question but Mm. because yeah, um, thinking about your origins and the journey that brought you uh, to the Broadway stage. I mean, I would like you to share with us uh, a little bit of, let's say, the struggle today for a young uh, actress, a, a singer, and uh, you know, someone who like you who wants to dominate the stage.
1: And um,
2: as you're doing today, and specifically of an African-American woman performer.
1: To be honest, like what I feel like the major struggle is, especially for an African-American woman who's trying to be a performer, is to remember not to code switch. That's, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be so honest. I think that in the society that we live in, a lot of the times we change the way we speak. Um, When we get into certain rooms, We change the way we act when we get into certain rooms because we think it's more appropriate. Um, And in turn, that um, we lose a sense of self and we lose a sense of our own pride of who Mm -hmm. we are. Um, And I think one of the reasons I love Tina is because she came from this hard life, and she never ever says that she did not come from this life. She yes. never tries to pretend like she didn't come mm-hmm. from this place. Um, she never changes her voice to make you think that she never came from this place. She's like, "This is who I am. This is who I'm going to continue to be. You're going to like it. You're going to love it, and we're going to keep it moving." You know, like, and I think that that is like the major thing for an African American woman or a woman of color in general is to remember like you are a prize. That's what I heard. That's what my friend texted me earlier this week. Mm. You're the prize. You are the prize. And so if you keep remembering that, like then the struggle of, having to be somebody else won't even come into the picture but that is the like the major struggle i feel like we have today is feeling like we have to be something else in order to like make it into the industry and that's not true because we're having a lot of there are a lot of more shows of color that are coming Mm -hmm. out there are a lot of more diverse casts that are coming out um and it proves that you can be exactly who you are um which is also the beauty
2: of what is happening because Many many of us actually hide the real selves yeah. behind masks, yeah. and uh, uh, it happens, uh, uh, you know, in every kind of environment. What you said is actually great because is 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 it means that
1: something is really changing.
2: And it does,
1: yeah. And I was like, I never thought I'd be in a show where I get to sing back into my gospel roots. I was like, you mean to tell me I get to just scrote all day? great. I get to just gospel belt all This is wonderful. <laughs> I'm like, ah, who knew that there was going to be a show for me out there like that? And it happened. Yeah, your time will always come. It's always there. Don't go switch. Be you. Because that's also what people love, I think, about yeah. people of color, too. When they look at them in audition rooms and stuff, it's like, man. That person is so free and open to be themselves. I like them. Right. And you're yeah. like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: So talking about, like, the Broadway stage like what happened? happens behind the scenes of, um, of such a like, big production.
1: <laughs> oh rehearsals, rehearsals, rehearsals. Right. That's what happens <laughs> off <laughs> stage. Um, it's a lot. I mean, you are... Okay, I had a conversation with a friend, with my roommate today who actually said, a lot of people think that when people book Broadway and stuff that they're not, that that's all they do, that they're not actually like working outside of it or preparing for anything else. The thing is that when you, because of the industry that we're in you never know what's going to happen so we are constantly preparing you're in voice like whenever you can you're getting to a voice lesson if you have time to take classes of any sorts you can take classes like we're consistently molding ourselves and working on ourselves and then on top of that with the broadway schedule you're also always in rehearsal <laughs> especially if you are an understudy so to be the understudy of tina I am always in rehearsals doing scene work, um, doing vocal work uh, with the music supervisor. Um, You're just consistently working on your craft. Mm -hmm. And then when you come to do a show, you know, with our show, it's a lot of cardio and stuff. So a lot of people go, we go and this is actually really funny on a two-show day i go to the gym before the two-show day starts and it's like how do you do that and i'm like i don't know but i do it because (laughs) because it's very helpful for the body to like keep it moving and to keep toning your body and stuff so that it doesn't take you by surprise when you start you know because you can get very used to doing a show and very used to your body moving in a certain way and then you forget that like these are your muscles and these are my bones and like I have to take care of them just like I'm taking care of this show, yes. you know? Right. Um, so it's basically just a lot of um, upkeep. <laughs> it's a lot of upkeep outside and off of the shit, off mm-hmm. of the stage. You're always warming up. You're always getting ready. And also I like my cast because we love to like celebrate birthdays. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know, so we're like, okay we know everybody's tired but like can we just like sit and talk for one like for a good hour or two because it is this person's birthday we want to hang out with them let's go mm-hmm, next door mm-hmm. let's hang out with each other we are like legit a big family so like right. also off the stage we are chilling somewhere oh, love it. <laughs> yeah love when we're not it. working we're like you want to go grab a drink <laughs> you know <laughs> yes yeah yeah so when's your birthday? <laughs> My birthday is in May. So, oh, cool! Okay. It's too. coming up. It's, is it really yeah, yeah. May 20th? Twenty-six. Say. Oh <laughs> wow! <Well>, yeah. <laughs> See, well, you'll have to come by because. But I'm, you're not a Gemini. <laughs> no, I'm a Taurus. I'm yeah, a for literally the yes, last, yeah, the yes, last Taurus <laughs> standing. <laughs> last Taurus standing with a little bit of a cusp of a Gemini. So yes. mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> so, so crazy. <laughs>
2: So for an actor being on stage I think it is a huge act of courage physically emotionally the stage can really make you feel naked in front of an audience and amplifies your fears. How is it for you when you are on stage and when you are off stage but you are the lead of your own life how do
1: you deal with your emotions one of my biggest like fears that I have to Manage and like keep under wraps is the comparison. Hmm. So, oh, okay. being, yes, being an understudy is hard, it's, and I sure. and I love being an understudy, I love it so much because I love to be able to step into different worlds. Yes, um, but when you have to go on mid-show for an actress, for me, because I'm a woman, an actress, or when you are in a hit show like Tina mm-hmm. and you're going on as Tina that day. And it's not the normal Tina that everybody is paying tickets to see. You can get into your head sometimes because I will never forget. I was walking, I was about to walk into the stage door and I was talking to some of the kids who are in the show outside and they'd be like, you're on today. I was like, yeah, guys, I'm on today. I was like, Oh my God, I can't wait. And this lady overheard <laughs> me and she was like, you're on today. And I was like, yeah, she's like, Oh, I thought it was going to be Adrian, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's not here. I'm here. But these are, but, like, I, I'm i very transparent in telling those kind of stories because it's actually what understudies live on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Like, right. It's a lot of, I didn't expect for you to be on. I wanted to see Adrian on. I wanted to see Nkeki on, the alternate. It's like. I don't want you on per se so then you are set into this situation where you're like everybody's gonna be comparing me mm-hmm. so you have to make sure that you're not comparing yourself right. in the right. midst of that mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. yeah. because then you'd be like well I mean I guess I don't see I guess I don't do the scene like this when she does it right. uh, but I don't move over here you know <laughs> and it takes a lot for you to be like time out. like I am great at what I do <laughs> I would not be here if like for a reason if I like if I was not supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really think honestly, like the biggest fear that you have to manage all the time is not comparing yourself as an understudy and like making sure that you know who you are. Um, And it's a and it's a constant thing that even and I pride myself on knowing who I am and being very strong in who I am. But I also will admit that I also have to remind myself in those moments where it's like, right, time out. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're fine. And then at the end of the show, it's the same people like, you were incredible. And, you know, and you're like, thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much. I'm so glad I could change your mind, you know. (laughs) Um, So also that to say, everybody be kind to your understudies. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing hard work out there. Shout out to the understudies. Um, But, yeah, that's definitely a fear that I feel like on and off stage is in an everyday life of trying to figure out. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, talking about like this uh, fear that one can can feel, I'm thinking about uh, a song by Tina, the one uh, that's called I, M- I Might Have Been Queen.
1: Okay. So
0: she says in the song, I'm a new pair of eyes every time I am born, an original mind because I just died, and I'm scanning the horizon for someone, someone recognizing that I might have been queen. There are such deep lyrics. So I want to ask you, there was ever a moment in your life when you thought I'm in a situation where, like a struggling situation that's putting me down, letting me down, and I, I might have been queen in a way. And also re- referring to the, the fear that you were explaining before. How did you overcome that fear? How did you find uh, found your survival path?
1: Yeah. Um, definitely, I think the biggest moment where I experienced those lyrics... Is when I started college my freshman right. year and that's because again I didn't get into theater till my senior year of high school so I had no idea and when I walked in first of all my entire class thought I was catfish because um, they couldn't find me <laughs> 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 they couldn't find me on the internet and stuff <laughs> so they all thought that I was catfish so when they saw me they were like oh you're not catfish wow and I was like no I'm not what are you talking about um <laughs> but they all came from extensive backgrounds of theater. They have been doing theater since they were young, mm-hmm. dance dance classes since they were young, singing classes, acting classes. So they were very equipped. And I was like, uh, I did it in this senior year in high school this past year. So that's all I know. Um, and I remember coming to a class. It was an acting class where we we're supposed to wear all blacks. And I didn't know that. (laughs) So they all had their blacks on. And I had these pink capris on, this white shirt. I was like, first day of school, I'm rocking it. Nobody (laughs) can tell me anything. And I walked in this class and was like, ah. Um, And then later on that week, we were supposed to sing in a class. And I realized that I printed my music in a whole different key that was way higher. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So nonetheless, I was (laughs) ill-prepared. And I was very much... uh, I seemed like a beginner, um, okay. and a lot of people were, a lot of people at the school at the time were um, betting on when I would leave school because mm, they didn't cool. think I would stay. Okay. Yeah, because I was, I was not prepared, and honestly, that's how a lot of some of these younger people growing up are, right. um, who are still trying to figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I remember crying to my mom oh. because I was like why am I here? I was like, I can't be here, mom. Like, I actually have to leave. (laughs) I have to leave. Like, no one, I think everybody hates me (laughs) here and they think that I suck. Um, And my mom was like, Kayla? No, first of all. She's like, remember, She was like, we already talked about this. If this is what you want to do, then you're going to do it. She was like, yeah, you might be a beginner, but you're going to be open, and you're going to learn what it is that you need to learn. She was like, but that's the key. Like, you have to stay open to actually learning it. And I was like, okay. And then we prayed that I would book a Broadway show before I graduated (laughs) college, which ended up happening, which was crazy. But so I spent that entire time being like, Dang, I could have been... Like, was I queen? Like, I actually was queen in that moment. Like, here it is. I... It was a sense of rebirth. I was like, I am reborn again. I had to figure out my mindset and be like, oh, no. Yes, you're new to this, but... It's time for you to be reborn again in this situation I and it. take it I and go it. to a new leaps. And that's right. exactly what happened. And you definitely proved yes. everybody
0: wrong. And we proved everybody wrong. And now <laughs> yes. we're in Broadway living
1: our best lives. Yeah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's like you're yeah. capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but same thing now. That's really all it is. It's like the in the midst of fear, you have to be willing to be open enough and vulnerable enough yeah. to learn and to, to take in all of the new right. lessons that it's right. trying to teach you so that you can actually move ahead. Because yeah. you can't move ahead without that openness. This Thankful. is a very inspiring... Yeah. Very beautiful. Uh, yes. Yeah. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. You have a, learned I'm a paid. lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned so much in my path. It's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. Yes. yes. Yeah.
2: So let's go back to my next question, because in line with Tomás's question, I want to ask you another question based on one of Tina's hits yes. uh, from a uh, woman to woman. Who is the typical male for you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's hilarious. Well, (laughs) who's the typical male for me? I don't know. Um, You know, I wouldn't base my typical male off looks. I feel like whoever my typical male is, they have to... They have to be willing to act to like act as crazy as I act. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, my typical male has to be a person who is really funny mm-hmm. um, with a good heart. And um, honestly, I would need my male to be spiritual just because I need mm-hmm. somebody to pray with. Like, I have to be able to know that I can talk to you about my spirituality and not be judged um, because I'm not judging you. You know. Yes. Um,
2: well, we have similar
1: characteristics
2: for the typical man.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. if you out there, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Two of you, though, because... <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up. Uh, <laughs> we're free. Hello. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they have to be willing to, like, deal with my work. Oh. Because yes. that's the yes. hardest part. Really you know, mean. Broadway, the schedule's hard. We sacrifice yep. a lot. So you have to be understanding to that. Yes. Right. You know? Yes. Right. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Yep. So, well, I know that the critics and the audience are all raving about your performance and I'm raving with them. Alright. <laughs> so probably this experience will open a new chapter in your career. What? So what's next for you? Do you have other projects lined up or now it's Tina?
1: Um, right now it's pretty much solely Tina. However, I love Cabaret. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my it's like my, my other passion besides Broadway. I love concerts and cabarets. Mm-hmm. I love cabarets because you get to just be yourself and talk to the, you know, True. you're not in a character. Yeah. You get to actually just live in front of an audience and tell stories and sing. I love that. So I'm um, right now I'm working to do my own cabaret this year. I really want to nice. do my own concert in New York City. Um, so that's what I'm working on. That's yeah, the only nice. other thing outside of Tina.
2: <laughs> and honestly, considering yeah. what you just said, I'm really happy. We are yes. really happy to have you here because also this is an opportunity to be okay. yourself and chef. So yes. maybe also podcasting is in your future. Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so and um, yes, we are coming towards to the end of our interview, and it was. Really great to have you yes. with us today. And um, we both real, uh, really wish you the best for this uh, new Broadway star with us today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be honored to say we know her before she won the Top Award! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> because we both actually think that you can really achieve yes. anything uh, you want in your yes. career. And you proved it already. Yay. Yes. You're queen! Yes! I am the queen! Wow! (laughs) So is
1: there anything else that you would like to share with our audience today? Um, Follow me on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, seriously though, I do want to add that for any young person that's out here listening, Mm -hmm. um, that you can always message me on Instagram. I'm a person who always will respond. Um, and that I do believe in self-empowerment so if you're listening to this know that you can do and be anything that you want to be um, as long as you have faith in yourself and that you actually do the work and be a team player yeah wow. Wow. this
2: is a great suggestion and a great advice so really I, great advice yes for us and for,
0: for everybody, everybody. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: yes yes thanks
0: so uh, now Everybody was out there. If you have any questions comments if this conversation inspired you We invite you to share your thoughts on our website yeah. www.creativepoison.com spelled creative p o i s n or on our social media We have uh, the Facebook page at creative poison and the Instagram account at creativepoison underscore on and of course Follow uh, Kayla yes. on her Instagram, she always responds, so. yes. <laughs> and follow her steps uh, during her, her career. Yes. And so one last thing left to say for us, ready, ready set, set,
2: imagine! imagine. <laughs>